Welcome to Sunday morning at First Presbyterian Church. It is a beautiful day in Columbus, Georgia to worship God. I know as we inch into the fall, we are looking for some relief from our heat-soaked lives. And in the same way, I invite you to open yourself to the refreshing and renewing power of God's Holy Spirit. We're glad you're here. Come on in. Our first reading today comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verses 28 through 31. Please listen for the word of the Lord. God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves upon the earth. God said, See, I have given you every plant yielding seed that is upon the face of all the earth and every tree with seed in its fruit. You shall have them for food. And to every beast of the earth and to every bird of the air and to everything that creeps on the earth, everything that has the breath of life, I have given every green plant for food. And it was so. God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. And there was evening, and there was morning, the sixth day. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second reading is taken from the book of 1 Peter, 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. Listen for the word of the Lord. 1 Peter 4, 7 through 11. The end of all things is near. Therefore, be serious and discipline yourselves for the sake of your prayers. Above all, above all, maintain constant love for one another, for love covers a multitude of sins. Be hospitable to one another without complaining. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God, serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Whoever speaks must do so as one speaking the very words of God. Whoever serves must do so with the strength that God supplies so that God may be glorified in all things through Jesus Christ. To him belong the glory and the power forever and ever. Amen. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So yes, it is our last stewardship focus per se. We started our stewardship campaign several weeks ago. The theme was thy paths we choose. Taken from the second verse of the hymn that we will end today's worship service with, God of the ages or God of our fathers in this hymnal, we were inspired to look at the paths that we have come from, 
those who got us to this point, and then intentionally we made it even more blunt, thy paths we choose. That is a part of what we are being called to do today is to willingly and intentionally choose our paths which are God's path. How do we do that? Well, today the focus is on stewardship, giving of gifts. Vicki talked about it. Consecration Sunday, to consecrate something is to make it holy, to sanctify it. So when we talk about Consecration Sunday, the gifts, the pledges that we will give during the offertory, the, excuse me, the offering time, we will consecrate to God's use. The word stewardship itself can have negative connotations. Here we go again. It's all about the Benjamins, but it's not. Stewardship is a big umbrella. The word literally, stewardship, based on that first uh, part in the Greek comes from stig, which means a house or a part of a house or a hall or even a pen for animals, but it's a place where we meet and gather and live. That's the house part. And then weird, not W-I-E, but E-A-R-D, means guard or to protect, to keep. Literally, stewardship is keeper of the house or guard of the house. Think for one quick second. No, I will give you four seconds after I give you your assignment. Think about popular housekeepers in TV shows in your lifetime. We did this at A45, and there were several that I didn't know due to my young and infant-like age. But not just housekeepers, but housekeepers that we kind of loved as a part of that show or sitcom that became a part of the family. And you have to talk loud so I can hear you. Give me, give me a name. Alice, I heard Alice. It's the first name at the 845 service as well. That is the Brady Bunch. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I heard Hazel. I heard Uncle Charlie. Aunt B, thank you. Andy Griffith. Donna Reed. Yes, thank you. Rosie, the robot from the Jetsons? Oh, well done. I think we just have to stop right there. And what is it about those personalities that called us into relationship with them? They were there to do a job. They were paid to do a job, and yet they did more than just what they had to do. They became a part of the family. Alice helped Bobby when his voice was cracking and they were doing the whole band thing and she was there to comfort and guide him. Aunt B, again, a part of that family for little Opie and for others. They were housekeepers and yet they were part of the family. Our call today is to be keepers of a house, this house. We all have jobs to do just like those first housekeepers. 
and we are all a part of God's larger family with tasks, and we are paid just like they were in the gifts that God has given us. What would have happened if all of those that we named did not care for their family in the way that they were charged with in managing the home, in caring for the individuals and the family unit, the household in general, what would have happened to those families? They would have broken down. They would have not been able to do and be the family that they wanted and were called to be. Same thing is here. This is a magnificent house to be charged to keep. We are all a part of God's larger household in God's family, but we are also called to this specific house. This house, First Presbyterian Church in Columbus, Georgia, since the, the mid-1800s. I think about this building. Its purpose, all it knows how to do is be this building. All it knows how to do from the outside is to point heavenward towards Christ. All it knows how to do is portray that it is a church and it is the presence of Christ in the world. We can learn from this building. 24-7, this building does what it was designed and created to do, be the presence of Christ in the world. Standing on this corner, through fire, through family infighting, through cultural difficulties in the world, through wars coming and going in and out of its doors. And every step of the way, the housekeepers that preceded us chose God's paths and chose to continue to be God's housekeeper in this house. This passage from 1 Peter, Peter is writing to a church that is being persecuted and the culture is swallowing up these young Christians who are having difficulty. One of my favorite single verses is this, 1 Peter 4, 10. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God. Just take that, it's got the word steward in it. Like good stewards of the manifold grace of God. What does manifold mean? It means a diversity, it means a variety. It means God's grace shows up in different ways, in different places, and reigns and covers us in a variety of ways. The manifold grace of God. What a beautiful phrase. And what does that look like? Serve one another with whatever gift each of you has received. Boom, boom. Today, it is about finances. But it's not about you giving to the church so the staff can be paid, so we pay the lights, we pay for the heat. When you give and you make your pledges, you make them directly to God. And the church benefits from that gift. It is not one that you should give out of obligation or duty. It's one that we should look at the manifold grace of God in your individual life, your friends' lives, your family's lives, this church family's life, and say, God has been so good to us. Sometimes it's hard to identify. I get it. 
Sometimes we stumble as Christians every day. But I never forget the manifold grace of God through Christ, which is at the core of who we are. It is the purpose of why we are on this earth and why this house continues to stand. How many times in each generation did they worry about the next generation, that what was going on around it and within it would do this church in? 1830s, 1840s, 1850s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, into the 1900s, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, into the 2000s, into 2015, mm mm-hmm. Since then, are we done? Are we playing at this game? No, this church has been on God's mind from the very beginning and still is. We have been given everything that we need to thrive and survive and to be the church Christ is calling us to be. We have what we need. And when we share our gifts to God and this church prospers, there is so much more and so much that we can do to be the creative, new, and evolving church that Christ is calling us to be. That is our call today. It was in the hands of those housekeepers, and today it is in our hands. And the choice is ours about will we remain faithful? Will we intentionally choose God's path and continue to be a keeper of this brilliant house of the Lord? which means here and in the community, in the world. How many lives changed because of what happened in this space? How many lives changed? How many people comforted? How many babies baptized? How many youth grown up in love and grace? How many adults who need help and understanding and grow in faith? How many older adults looking at their life feel the presence of God? Everything in between and all around, this is the place. And don't you dare think for a minute that God is done with you or me or this place. Friends, we are just getting started. So let us take seriously what it means to be a housekeeper, to be stewards of the manifold gifts of grace that God has given us. And let us give sacrificially as God gave sacrificially through Christ so that with one voice we can proclaim as a church family that Christ is risen and God's grace is for the world.